Swayam. Swayam. Himself. Himself. Shishigarath Goswami continued, My dear King, since Narada Muni is an approved saintly person, when cursed by Prajapati Daksha, he replied, Tad Bhadham. Yes, what you have said is good. I accept this curse. He could have cursed Prajapati Daksha in return. But, because he is a tolerant and merciful sadhu, he took no action. Purport, as stated in Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 3, Chapter 25, Text 21, Tatikshava Karunika Surida Savadevinam Ajata Satrava Santaha Sarada Sadhu Bhushanaha. The symptoms of a sadhu are that he is tolerant, merciful, Karunika, and friendly to all living entities, Surida Savadevinam. He has no enemies. Pajata Sattvabaha. So, no enemies. He's peaceful. Sattvabaha. He abides by the scriptures. And all his characteristics are sublime. Sattvabaha, Sattvabaha. These are the qualities of the Sattvabaha. Because Narada Muni is the most elevated of Sattvabaha's Devotees, to deliver Prajapati Daksha, he silently tolerated the curse. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has taught this principle to all his devotees. Sri Nada Pi Sunichena, Tarura Pi Sunichena, Amanina Manadena, Kitaniya Sadahari. Once you chant the holy name of the Lord in the humble state of mind, Thinking oneself lower than the straw in the street, one should be more tolerant than the tree, devoid of all sense of false prestige, and should be ready to offer all respects to others. In such a state of mind, one can chant the holy name of the Lord constantly. Following the orders of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, one who preaches the glories of the Lord all over the world, or all over the universe, should be humbler than grass and more tolerant than a tree, because a preacher cannot live an easy-going life. Just in case you thought that's what becoming a Hare Krishna meant. <laughs> Think again. A preacher cannot live an easy-going life. Indeed, a preacher must face many impediments. 
Not only is he sometimes cursed, but sometimes he must also suffer personal injury. For example, when Nijananda Prabhu went to preach Krishna consciousness to the two roguish brothers, Jagai and Madhai, they injured him and made his head bleed, but nevertheless, he tolerantly delivered the two rogues who became perfect by others. This is the duty of a preacher. Lord Jesus Christ even tolerated crucifixion. Hmm. Therefore, the curse against Narada was not very astonishing and he tolerated it. Now maybe ask why Narada Muni stayed in the presence of Prajapati Daksha and tolerated all his accusations and curses. Was that for Daksha's deliverance? The answer is yes. Shilavishwanath Chakrabarti Thakur says that after being insulted by Prajapati Daksha, Narada Muni should have left immediately. But he purposely stayed to hear all Daksha's strong words so that Daksha might be relieved of his anger. Prajapati Daksha was not an ordinary man. He had accumulated the results of many pious activities. Therefore, Narada Muni expected that after delivering his curse, Daksha, satisfied and freed from anger, would repent his curse. Oh, sorry. Would we would repent his misbehaviour and thus get a chance to become a Vaishnava and be delivered. When Jagai Madai offended Lord Nichananda, Lord Nichananda stood tolerantly and therefore both brothers fell at his lotus feet and repented. Consequently, they later became perfect Vaishnavas. Thus in an end, the Bhaktivedanta purports of the 6th canto, 5th chapter of the Srimad Bhagavatam entitled Narada Muni Cursed by Prajapati Daksha. Om Aryana Timirandasya Tananjana Sadakaya Chakshurimitam Jena Tasmai Sri Kudurena Sri Chaitanya Manavishtam Stamitam Jena Bhuktale Svayam Rupakada Mahiyam Vrati Svartanatikam Mukam Karoti Vajalam Mungam Dayate Garim Yatri Patmaham Pande Shri Gurum Dinatayam So, Sukadev <laughs> Goswami says here that Narada Muni is a sadhu samataha, an approved sadhu. An approved sadhu. And so, um, 
And, and what is the evidence? What's the evidence? That he's an approved son. His behaviour is evidence. His behaviour is evidence. You know, we... we Prabhupada says the most important qualification of a man. That's an interesting ring tie you've got there. <laughs> um, yeah, so he's, he's uh, you know, usually we, we judge a person by how he speaks. Papa says, most important qualification of a person is how they speak. Because that's an indication of what they're thinking. And we test what they say and what they therefore think by how they behave. And we see here that Narada Muni is an exemplary Vaishnava. And that his behaviour is aimed at benefiting others. We live for a purpose. And the higher purpose, or the highest purpose, is to live for the benefit of others. Well, I need to qualify that because that could be taken in the wrong way. It's not material benefit, but for the spiritual benefit of others. But this is generally, you know, this is a measure, I suppose, isn't it? Somebody who's concerned not for themselves, but for for others, and who has all these qualities. And so, Prabhupada, in the beginning of the purport, Describes the qualities of Narada Muni by quoting this verse from um, Lord Kapiladev in the third canto of the Bhagavad They're tolerant, which is what's been exhibited here by Narada Muni. Tolerance. And Karunika. He's um, merciful. Because even though Narada Muni's words are harsh and cutting and would hurt anybody, still Narada Muni has this foresight, this understanding that let him blow off a bit of steam, right, basically. Let him blow off a bit of steam. And then when he's blown off a bit of steam, he'll cool down. Because <laughs> right. that also requires a, 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 
a good judge of character, right? And has to be a good judge of character because some people get angry and instead of cooling off, they just get worse. But Narada Muni knew, and Prabhupada alludes to it here, that Prajapati Daksha is actually a pious soul. Prabhupada mentions that here. And we know he's a pious soul because he had the darshan of Lord Vishnu. He's actually a, a devotee at heart. You don't get the darshan of Lord Vishnu without qualification, unless you're, you're a demon. But even then, we know that that role is given to special, you know, to special persons in, in any case, as part of Vishnu's leela, in, 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 in good part. Uh, so, uh, Naranuni is exhibiting these qualities of a sadhu, sadhu bhushana, right? Sadhu bhushana. And because he is uh, tolerant and merciful, he let Daksha let it all out. Huh? He just. And, and you know this this is a this is testimony to Narada Muni's self-realization and self-satisfaction is a symptom of a, a Vaishnava is that he's comfortable with him or he or she is comfortable with themselves right? and so therefore can be tolerant they feel no lacking. They feel very satisfied with whatever they have. A devotee is satisfied in any circumstance. I was thinking this morning how life has become complicated over the years. Uh, I remember when Ajit Rupa and I first got married and we moved into our first apartment in Withers Street in Albert Park and our possessions were uh, the first thing we purchased was an ironing board and an iron. <laughs> right. And that's it, that was the furniture in our apartment. <laughs> and um, we were busy preaching, you know, busy, just busy doing whatever it was that we were doing and we were happy, didn't even work now. Because so many, you know, whenever you live in a, one place or even a year, you accumulate stuff. I think we fill the place up eventually. Uh, in those days, we used to sleep on the floor. I remember when my mum and dad visited us, you know, they come and look around and what's going on here? <laughs> Where's the beds? We just sleep on the floor, which is, you know, for a, for a, uh, middle class Australians, that's like primitive, <laughs> that's really primitive. Right? But very simple, devoted friend, simple, happily engaged in Krishna service and not worried about facility. Right? 
They're just happy chanting Hare Krishna. And we see that here with Narada Muni. You know, he's been cursed. You know, been given all these curses. He said, sure, no problem, it's all right. Very interesting, actually. As a devotee, he didn't see it as a curse. Didn't see it as a curse, as a blessing. But importantly, he tolerated he tolerated for he tolerated the um, dressing down I guess that he got from uh, Daksha and um, he, what did he say? Yes, Tad Padham. Oh, up the top. Pratijagraha. I accept Tad Padham. All good. That's what people say sometimes. That's going, all good. Which is ridiculous because there's no such thing. (laughs) Everything's good, never. Right, but it's okay. That's That's usually the response. That's okay. That's all right. Which means fair to middling, huh? But interesting. Uh, yes, what you have said is good. Which is which is another measure of his uh, quality as a sadhu. Right? Because then Prabhupada quotes Trinata Pisanijina, Tarura Pisanishana, Amanate, what is it? Amanina, Amanadena. Not looking for respect for oneself, always being respectful to others. Right? So that's, and that's not easy, he's just being cursed by Daksha, and yet he says, he's, he's respectful. And Prabhupada, of course, says this is the secret of Chanting Hare Krishna. This is the secret of Chanting Hare Krishna, this verse. To consider myself to be lower than the straw in the st- lower than the straw in the street. Uh, can you get any lower than the straw in the street? You can't. Practically speaking. Uh, and more tolerant than a tree. But then again, here, uh, 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 devoid of all sense of false prestige, amanina, and manadena, ready to offer all respect to others. In such a state, one can chant the holy name of the Lord constantly. So, there's a real uh, tribute to the personality of. Narayana and why Sugadev Goswami says Sadhu Samataha, uh, an approved Sadhu. Uh, 
This is how you uh, become an approved sadhu. Tolerant and merciful. And uh, always respectful to everyone. Not easy. Right? Not easy to do. It's like an extra impossible. Impossible? Not impossible. Extra. Not impossible. There's sometimes a challenge. But if you're chanting Hare Krishna and you're you know, Paramdrishtva uh, Nivaratata. If you're getting the higher taste out of Chani Hare Krishna, then people can be throwing sticks and stones at you, right? And it doesn't bother you. There's no higher taste than the Chani of Hare Krishna, right? Puna Mutas Bhadanam Param Vijayate Sri Krishna Sarviyatadam. So it's the Puna Amrit, right? The complete nectar. Hmm. And Papa makes a very interesting statement that we as devotees have to. Uh, acknowledge. Um, a preacher cannot live an easy-going life. Right? A preacher cannot live an easy-going life. There's always going to be challenges. There'll always be somebody criticising. Right? Always, there'll be somebody criticizing the, the preacher. You're breaking up families, you're destroying the lives of young people. Or, you know, you're not preaching, you're not, well, in my case, you're not managing this temple properly. <laughs> Or if you're one of the brahmacharis, you're not keeping the temple clean enough. Because <laughs> devotee is always looking to improve their service. Right? I think we should always be looking at improving our service. And so these are opportunities, very often opportunities to improve our service. Um, but it'll be challenging. We can't think of, you know, I was talking to uh, one of my friends the other day, and um, I was encouraging her to uh, cook the seven o'clock offering. I don't have a go with this conversation, but I was encouraging. She said, Oh, Prabhu, I, I want a peaceful life. <laughs> <laughs> I said, that's, that's not how you make advancement. That's not how you make advancement in Krishna consciousness by having a peaceful life. First of all, it won't happen. Even if you're looking for a peaceful life, that's not going to happen. And, and, and I, 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 I told her, I said, that Bhaktivinoda uh, Thakur recommends if you can find somebody selling Krishna anxiety in the marketplace, 
Buy it at any cost. Right? Buy it at any cost. Because we're, it, we're, by taking on responsibility and challenges, it deepens our affection for Krishna. And it deepens our relationship with Krishna. And this is it's very interesting, right? Because who's, who can see that? Right? And very often people will only do well will often do services because it makes them prominent. Right? But a devotee doesn't do that. A devotee does service because it deepens their relationship with Krishna. Right? And who can see that? How can you measure that? You can't. Right? Service to, what is it? Isn't it? Should be unmotivated. Our service should be unmotivated. And the motivation for rendering service should be that I'm pleasing Krishna. And that in pleasing Krishna, I'm deepening my relationship with Krishna, which can't be really, you can't measure that in an external way, or not immediately anyway, it's, it's, that's difficult to ascertain, right? I, I, I was uh, asked a very interesting question the other day in, in my Bhakti Shastri Nectar Devotion, we were talking about Kanishta, Madhyam and Uta. and one devotee said, Anuruddha Prabhu, you have been a devotee here for many years, and so you must have a good insight into everything. Um, can you tell me, tell us, who were the Uttama Bhaktas in Istok Melbourne community? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> what kind of question? I, I was really stuck by that question. I thought, what? What? <clears throat> So, well, and I made a point that an Uttambhakta doesn't show themselves. They don't walk around the place. I'm an Uttambhakta. Because <laughs> that's, that's actually a symptom of a Kanishta Adhikari, that he walks around thinking he's the best of lady. Because the Uttambhakta thinks he's, he's the, the the worst devotee. Right? And Prabhupada mentions in the Nectar Devotion, he mentions that even an Uttama Adhikari just follows the, 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 the rules of a sadhika, of a sadhika, right? Of a beginner. He doesn't demonstrate. And and even if he does, if he's advanced, uh, he'll come down to the Majjhim platform anyway, right? For preaching. Right? And will behave like a regular devotee. So how do you tell? We don't have, there's no rule, you know, there's no, there's no litmus test. Right. Although there are, actually there are, but they're subtle, they're subtle. And of course, you know, I don't go around looking at everybody. <laughs> you know, okay, what are you? Uh-oh, Majjum Bhakta. <laughs> and isn't it interesting here? We're taught, even if somebody's an Uttama Adhikari, even if somebody's a Madhyam Adhikari, even if there's a Kanishta Adhikari, or even here's somebody who's criticizing you and having a go at you and, and you know, is not, is, is 
you know, are devoted but losing it a bit, we're still respectful to them, right? Isn't it? We should be respectful to everybody. And of course, yes, there will be, there will be devotees who are advanced. Um, but how will, we, how will we measure that? How will we measure that? Anybody got any suggestions? How do we measure a devotee's advancement in Islam? Like we said in this verse, it should be tolerance. Tolerant, yeah, okay. Yes, good. What are some of the symptoms that we might identify or recognize in an advanced devotee? You reckon? Do you know what What's the first one? Yes, yes. And what's that? What's that usually measured by? Yes, very good. Go to the top of the class. Attachment to chanting Hare Krishna. Yeah, this is what this is what Haridas Thakur recommends, as or says. Okay, so then what's next? What's after chanting Hare Krishna? What comes next? Service. Service. Yes, service. Service. And this is how Prabhupada measured things, right? Prabhupada measured things by, you know, there was that, that funny story about uh, Subhava. Was it Subhava? Yeah, Subhava. Uh, what was it? Um, oh, anyway, there's a buddy who used to always praise Prabhupada, Jai Prabhupada, Jai Prabhupada, and he came in Vrindavan. He lives in Vrindavan still, I think. Very nice to buddy. And, and he was praising Prabhupada, Jai Prabhupada. Prabhupada said, Why don't you go and do something useful? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When I was a very young devotee, at the Maipur Festival, the first time I went to Maipur, 1981 it was, and uh, um, I think it was Harikesh Maharaj, Ned Maharaj, and uh, Balananda, uh, then Goswami, were circumambulating the lotus building on the first floor, walking around. And you know, I read in the Nectar of Devotion that whenever you see a guru, you should pay your obeisances. Huh? And they were walking around and around. But every time I came around, I paid my obeisances. And then for about the seventh or eighth time, I came around, Hurricane Swami said to me, Will you stop doing that? <laughs> so, you know, practical application of devotional service means common sense. You paid your Later on, I read, you know, Prabhupada said, you can pay your obeisances in the morning, you can pay your obeisances in the evening. When you're associating closely with senior people, you're not always paying your obeisances because then you don't do anything. So the relational service is very practical uh, at the same time. So service. And then what else? After service, what else? A real, a real test of a, of a Vaishnava. What's next? So, attachment to Chanting Hare Krishna, attachment to service, and the negative? What's that? Detachment from sense gratification. Uh, 
This is the, the, the flip side to attachment to service is detachment from material activities. And, and of course that service is exemplified here by Narada Muni, in that that service is done for the benefit of others, to help others make spiritual progress, not material, materially benefiting others. You know, what was it that saying, service to man is service to God? Something like that? What's that? What's, what's that? Mana the Seva, Mana the Seva. Mana the Seva, Mana the Seva. Right, yes. <laughs> right. No, it's the other way around. Mana the Seva is Mana the Seva. Isn't it? That's how it should be. And that's what Narayanuni is exemplifying here. Daksha is being highly critical of him, unnecessarily, and yet Narayanuni is understand, and it's very interesting, the outcome of this cursing compared to the previous cursing when Daksha lost his head. <laughs> right, and ended up with the head of the goat. And then eventually, you know, left his body. And that was cursing, counter-cursing. Right? But here, very interesting, that uh, no counter-cursing from Narayana. And so that is again testimony to his sadhu samataha. You know, this approved, is it a sadhu tik? <laughs> Or he's a five-star subject, right? You know how on your fridge you get that star rating: <laughs> three star, four star, five star. Right. So you know, I guess you could say Daksha is like a two-star rating Vaishnava <laughs> because he's materially attached. Right? He's materially attached. He's still pious. And we see this in devotees, we see this. Materially pious, oh sorry, uh, not materially, spiritually pious, because Daksha saw Lord Vishnu. This, this really strikes me uh, in, in these pastimes. Daksha is a devotee. Uh, but only a third, one or two star devotee. And we do, you know, this is how we can tell. Attached to Chani Hare Krishna, attached to doing service, detached from, from, from sense gratification, but then also showing these signs of maturity. This is a real test of a devotee, and a real test of a Vaishnava community, actually, where one's respectful to everybody. Right? Another one of my friends was, I, I, I might have mentioned this the other day, but it's a it's a recurrent theme in my thoughts uh, at the moment that um, we're giving, and, and this is uh, what Narada Muni is doing, we, we're giving Krishna consciousness to everybody. Anybody who walks over the, walks up those stairs, the five stairs at the front, and comes in, we welcome them, regardless of whether they're qualified or not. Well, this is a, this is the nature of a devotee. As one of my friends was saying, oh, look at all these people, they're all just freeloaders. 
They just come and you eat, and they don't do anything. Um, and I, I can relate to that kind of attitude. You know, because we, we, we think, well, I'm doing so much for Krishna, why can't you? You're just coming here to eat. But, you know, it wasn't so long ago that we were just coming here to eat too. <laughs> and we were looking for a peaceful life. I remember I thought, I'll become a Hare Krishna and life will be peaceful. I'll be happy. Uh, until, you know, my first week in the temple. And uh, uh, I couldn't work out what was going on. Bhagavad Shraya and uh, Balaram were convincing Korma that he should go to jail. <laughs> that we should be chanting Hare Krishna every lunchtime we were chanting Hare Krishna. And the, the sole purpose of chanting Hare Krishna was to make sure that Korma got caught by the police and sent to jail. <laughs> and then a few weeks later, we were coming up from taking a bath. We, we were up here. And you know, boom, this loud explosion. And, and uh, came up the stairs to discover, you know, Con was in his, his bedroom, or cubicle, putting on his tea lark, and the deprogrammers came and fired a shotgun through the front window. Mean, could have killed him. I mean, that was quite serious, but something was. I joined the Hare Krishnas for peace and love, and I find myself in a war zone. And even in Adelaide, I'd heard stories of you know Molotov cocktails being thrown through the front window of the temple. And um, we don't see that kind of polarization at, at the moment. In those days, it was unique. But it was, it was, uh, it was a bit of a rude awakening, and um, you know, I was I used to see the people coming in, and, and it took me a while to appreciate that you know this is we're here to help others make progress in their spiritual life. As it turned out, Tom went to jail and was on a hunger fast. Hunger, he was on a hunger strike. <laughs> And uh, we got fantastic publicity as a result. And of course, the sympathy of the public. <laughs> oh, look at the poor old Hare Krishna has been, you know, um, persecuted by the police and the government. So actually, yeah, it was quite a you know, as a public relations exercise, it was quite a, a stroke of genius. Uh, and the devotees did these things in those days. I never forget when um, um, Balaram and Bhakta enrolled Gopals in the Murma Parade. Right? In the Murma Parade. Gopal's vegetarian. And we had this huge flight. It was um, as long as, well, maybe not as long as the temple room, but probably from the step here to this side of where the, you might have seen pictures of it, from the, where the slope is. Um, 
and it was it had an engine. You know, it was motor driven, and it was it was a um, I think the theme of the parade was dream time or something like that. So it was Mahavishnu, <laughs> Mahavishnu lying down with you know a lotus flower coming out of his navel and and um, and a kirtan party, right? Sankirtan party. And the Murma parade is 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 um, was. Not so much now, but it was an institution of Melbourne. Right? Everybody went to the Moomba Parade, and so there's a few hundred thousand people lining the streets, and there's the King and Queen of Moomba. It was it was a big event, and so it was it was it was just really exciting. It was exciting for us because this is the first time they didn't know it was. It was just Gopal's vegetarian who did well, but they didn't know it was Hare Krishna's. <laughs> and <laughs> so there they used the Hare Krishna's going down the street, the main street of Melbourne, with hundreds of thousands of, you know, Mr. and Mrs. Normal, you know, Mrs. and Mrs. Joe Blow on the street, and the shock on people's faces, like, what are the Hare Krishna's doing here? How did they get here? But we won a prize. We won a prize for the, and and in fact, for the next uh, five or six years, we entered into the Moomba Parade every time, and we were in competition with the Gas and Fuel Corporation because they would spend thirty thousand. They spent a lot of money on their float, and so the competition was between the Hari Krishnas and the Gas and Fuel Corporation as to who would build the best float, right? But of course, and in all of that time. You know, uh, five years later, oh, look, there's the Hare Krishna, there's the Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. <laughs> so, um, yeah, the, you know, uh, putting Cormier in jail was a stroke of genius, actually. But, of course, they had to talk him into it. <laughs> Cormier wasn't that keen on the idea of going to jail. Um, and, you know, they, they would cook cook meals for him. And then, you know, he told them, you know, it has to be vegetarian, and, you know, we only eat often food. <laughs> and so the screws in jail would give him his, his meal, and it, you know, it would have been potatoes and cabbage or something. <laughs> they said, here's your often food. <laughs> here's your often food, mate. <laughs> of course, Connor was fasting. Um, and of course, the, the funny thing about that story is, you know, the, the authorities in the police knew that they were had, uh, and that we leveraged that. And so a year later, he still had some outstanding fines, and they just nabbed him off of the street, but without being, you know, with no warning, Colin oh got picked up and sent to jail. Uh, that was he was not prepared for it, and that was quite traumatic for him. Uh, that later, the later, uh, go to jail, what is it, you know, you play Monopoly, go to jail, do not pass go, do not collect 200, <laughs> come and go, go to jail card without expecting it. So, um, 
We can't expect an easygoing life. Right? There will always be challenges. Yet a devotee is, is tolerant. What, what did Jesus say? Forgive them. What is it? Forgive them for they do not know what they don't know what they're doing. Yeah. Forgive them. This is a really and, and uh, Haridas Thakur is a, is a really good example. And here Narada Muni is being tolerant and thinking, thinking of the benefit in this case of, of Daksha. Let me, you know, because when you think about it, Narada Muni must have known, you know, he would have appreciated why Daksha was upset because he just, he just. Ayurveda did for his 11,000 sons. <laughs> and these are all really qualified boys. They're really highly qualified. That's why Narada was preaching to them, because of their qualification. Like he knew that they were. Um, but he knew that Daksha was pious and that, you know, he's, he's actually a devotee, but quite attached, materially attached devotee. And that, but because he's a devotee, okay, he's angry, he'll, he'll, he'll cool off, he'll, he'll calm down. And so, you know, that's that measure of compassion. Um, being prepared to accept difficulties on behalf of service to Krishna, and, uh, and in that service to Krishna, uh, bringing others to Krishna. Krishna says in the Bhagavad Gita, there will be no one, there's no one more dear to me than he who uh, preaches the message of the Bhagavad Gita to the, to the devotees. So he wanted to give Daksha an opportunity to advance. Right? You know, that's why we distribute so much prasadam. That's why we go out and do Harinam. It's why we do book distribution. We want to give people an opportunity to connect with Krishna and re-establish, you know, their most valuable, the you know, the most valuable um, commodity. The, the most valuable commodity in the market, if there is a marketplace for such a thing, is, and, and of course there is, the Namhata. Is, is the marketplace. Um, the most valuable commodity is to reconnect with oneself, with one's real identity as a spiritual soul and as a servant of Krishna. That's, you know, that's the most valuable proposition that we can make. Manavaseva. Manavaseva. That's the most valuable gift that we can give. Why, why you know, that some, the, the name of the shop, 26 Second Avenue, where Prabhupada started his time, is so, um, what should we say, prescient or matchless gifts, right? Matchless gifts. And that's what Prabhupada was giving all of us. And, and look at the, you know, look at the, all of the challenges that Prabhupada faced in in preaching. 
for us. Prabhupada, you know, sacrificed so much to benefit us. And, you know, who of us, well, certainly I can say, not qualified at all right, to receive such good, such good fortune. So, um, Sadhu Sataha, uh, an approved Sadhu, that's what we should become. Approved Sadhus, following the footsteps of Naramuni. And, um, yeah, happy to tolerate uh, uh, inconvenience to give an opportunity to others to become devotees. Okay, does anybody have any comments or questions on any of these points? I do want to read. It's trying also to remember what Thakur, that he's in Jayadharma, he said that uh, the symptoms of advanced, spiritual advancement is proportional to the faith that we have in Krishna, dependency of Krishna. So in this case... The, the what is dependent on faith? Dependence on Krishna. to see um, the association of Narada and his sons as being beneficial for everybody. And he, he saw it as uh, an obstacle for him to achieve his purposes. Right? And so he was attached to the result of his activities. And, and, and because um, um, Uh, notionally his service was being interrupted by Narada um, he, he, he got upset he wasn't able to see but Narada Muni had a deeper, deeper vision and, and yes you, you're correct deeper faith and appreciation of Krishna's plan um, yeah, so it is. It, it is a measure of the of the devotee's faith. Yes, that even in um, apparently negative circumstances, one can still see the hand of Krishna. Right, and that's why the example of Lord Nityananda and Jagayamadai is relevant because. Lord Nityananda tolerated 
They were angry, they attacked him, he tolerated it. Lord Chaitanya came to rectify the situation. And in that darshan of Lord Chaitanya, those two were purified and became great devotees. Lord Nityananda was able to see that. You know, there's an, ex there's an example of a devotee called Girid Hari Rupa who used to work in a fruit shop, fruit and veg shop in Sydney. And when the Harinam party used to come down the street, he used to throw rotten fruit and vegetables at them. <laughs> what happened? He became a devotee. <laughs> so you've got to be careful. Don't throw, don't throw things at the Harinam party. <laughs> You could become a devotee. Ah, <laughs> oh, you Hare Krishnas. <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, faith is, can be measured, I guess, in the tolerance of, of the devotee. Is that right? Yeah. Anything else? No? Okay. Gondaraj from Bhagavatam. Jatai. Naradamuni ki Daksha Maharaja ki So, next chapter is called The Progeny of the Daughters of Daksha. And so, this is how Daksha was successful. He had 60 daughters. And they all married different saints and sages, well, sages and demigods. And that's how the population was then increased. And Daksha Goddess uh, was able to do a service. And Narada Muni did not try to lead them toward the renounced order of life. <laughs> 